welcome back. It's Coach Shannon. Glad to have you back for Break Free Stories. Today we're going to talk about things to do when your confidence is low. Hey, I know from my own story, 50 years strong now, um, looking back at different seasons of my life, just different moments. I mean, it can happen even over the last week. Moments that I have just not felt completely overwhelmingly excited to show up for myself, much less for my family and the world around me. Sometimes do you ever feel unworthy, unwanted, kind of apathetic about yourself, much much less your life and your mission? <laughs> there's there's stuff there's stuff that gets in the way from us really showing up, shining bright and feeling vibrant about all that com- that's coming for us in the day. It gets kind of foggy sometimes. We all feel this way sometimes, but guys, girls, (laughs) we have the tools to get out of it. So I'm going to share with you some things that have helped me and I've seen have helped a lot of others. And I've also been able to come alongside and apply to my four teenagers. Number one, remember what's real and what's true. So imagining yourself on one of your hardest days. For whatever reason, you're waking up and you're in a funk or you're, it's an afternoon and you're just hitting a wall and you're just feeling lousy. The number one thing is, what is the truth? Okay. In order to know the truth, we also have to know what is not the truth. And in my, in my, in my world, I say, what's the lie? What's the lie that's clouding my mind? What's the lie that's making me believe that I am not able to, to show up right now? A lot of times for me, as you guys know, I've had food addiction. It's, it has something to do with my physical appearance. And I identify the lie and I say, I am not entertaining that lie anymore. I physically like take my hand as if I'm grabbing it and I throw it and I cast it out. And I also add in the name of Jesus, you are leaving me now. I am not spending any more time on, on this lie. So I take authority. I take my God-given authority over my mind and my emotions and my feeling and my lack of confidence. And I I sit and I'm like, I just basically analyze what is going on. And I've gotten really, really good at recognizing the lies. And we get really good at recognizing the lies because they, they typically try to come back. They come back at us. And sometimes we can even look back at our childhood, younger years, and how it's kind of the same lies that continue to come back and come back and back. Sometimes they're rooted in fear. Sometimes they're um, rooted in uh, the desire to please others too much um, or lack of just really, res- um, really understanding the amazing woman you are. So, that's what we do. So we recognize what's real and true, <laughs> throwing out the lies, goodbye, and we embrace what is true, okay? So anytime that we embrace what is true, we're seeking. We're like, oh yeah, and we're reminding ourselves of the powerful truth of who we are. And we're gonna talk more about that here in a minute. So we're identifying the truth and the lies, and we make a decision what we're gonna put our, put our energy towards. Cause what we speak over and think over and listen over and, um, th- think over has power over us. So gosh, I want to invite you join me. Anyone else want to join me in putting all my power into what's true, not any lies. Okay. So we move on. So number one, remember what's real and true and take authority over your mind. Number two, 
surround yourself with the things that lift you up. Like let's nourish the truth. Like picture the truth. If you, if you weren't able to like make it a picture, what would truth look like? And let's nourish it. When I think of nourish, I, I almost, I like want to gather things around it to kind of like protect it soft and cuddly and, and wonderful. Let's nourish the truth that we are recognizing and wanting to carry now. And, and it's kind of awkward because we're still battling against some residual, like, you know, yuck. So we're nourishing the truth. And what that looks like for me is surrounding me and truth with things that typically make me feel better. This can be anything in your space. What smells good to you? What feels good to you? Be careful with what tastes good to you. Because <laughs> there's, there's ways that, that the lies can get in through that too. But I love to go for a walk, the fresh air and getting out of my physical space of like my room and my home and getting out and walking. Even if I don't feel like it necessarily, the truth is, that those surroundings will help nourish me to move me forward. Or maybe I'll light a candle. Fire has always been so comforting to me. Something about the roaring fire. In fact, right now, there's one behind me as I'm doing this podcast. It comforts me and it, it nourishes me and it helps me to feel very cherished. So if find whatever, that, that could be a candle, it could be a fire. Sometimes water has that same effect on people. Um, a water fountain, a bubble bath, um, sitting by a creek side, or even like white noise of water. It can be calming. It can help you feel cherished and nurture the truth that you are leaning into. Definitely want to invite you at this time also to, if you haven't already, <laughs> cry out. <laughs> Say a prayer and cry out for help always from the Holy Spirit. He's right there with you, nourishing that truth. He will give you the truth. You ask him. If you're really struggling, what is the truth? And we're going to talk more about that here in a second too. Another way you can nourish your truth and feel and feel safer in, in stepping into your confidence is absolutely keep in mind and have, have on auto dial, speed dial, people that will lift you up and encourage you. This is, this is very, very important though, that these are people that are good listeners. They have a track record of really directing you towards your relationship with God. We're not looking to be rescued. We're not looking to be blamed, of course. And, you know, I don't think you call anyone to do that, but you really want to be, who's that inner circle for you? It may even be just one or two people. And if you don't have someone, I would gladly volunteer to be that for you. But these are going to be people that love you, are patient and, and, and get it themselves. And they're truth tellers for you. Now, you've heard me use the term truth tellers before. I talk about them quite a bit because I love having truth tellers in my life. It's actually helped me to become the woman I am today. And therefore, I love being a truth teller. Because for me, speaking the truth over anything is love. Definitely, you want to do it with some grace and some caution and discernment and wisdom. But I really treasure the truth tellers in my life. So who are the truth tellers for you? And again, don't let um, pity get in the way. If you can't think of someone, it's okay. Ask God for that in a prayer and then watch that come into your life. Well, and I'm right here too. <laughs> so I often talk about truth tellers in a way that they would give you hard feedback. 
but like I said, it's loving to, in fact, I, there's scripture that says words from um, hard words from a friend can be trusted. Um, so, so sometimes they will tell you what you need to hear, but they also give you the love and support that you need to help you continue to move forward in your confidence. And also when you're surrounding yourself with people and things that lift you up, it gives you an opportunity to feel a little bit of restoration coming together, um, feeling whole again. This is when things start to kind of almost like a deep breath. You're kind of putting things back together. You've got the truth. You've got the fire. You've got all the things working together to move you forward. And then number three. So number one, we have remember what's real and true and take authority over those things in your mind. And number two, surround yourself in your physical space with people and things that lift you up. And I forgot to mention music. Music is very powerful. And also is reading scripture. Very powerful. Because what you speak and hear has power over you and can really turn things around for you when it comes to just feeling in a funk. And then number three, this is the core of all of it, is you want to be really dialed in, for lack of a better word. Dialed in sounds kind of strange, but you really want to be very, very rooted. That's much better. Rooted into what your identity is as a woman in the world today. And I'm like, and you're probably like, oh my gosh, what does that mean? Who are you? I'm 50 years old and I'm just now figuring it out. It's a journey. It's a process. And if you're not sure, it's okay. I'm, I'm mentioning it because it starts with awareness of the power of understanding your identity and who you are and whose you are. Created in your mother's womb on purpose. No one else in the world is like you in the world today, but also no one else is in the world that's ever lived before and that will ever come to live in the future. So that uniqueness about you, that's worth marveling over in and of itself, right? I mean, had you really ever spend time on this? Who you are, your thumbprint, your fingerprints, there's no one else that has them like you. Your DNA, we can't really see that. But when you really spend some time in recognizing that you are one of a kind, made on purpose, do you know that you are a daughter of the king? You're actually royalty, heaven sent to earth. That you, when you go to heaven, you are seated to the right hand of the creator of the heaven and earth. You actually have a crown. Sometimes when I'm praying and I'm, I'm focusing on the topic of who I am and whose I am, my identity, I imagine what that crown looks like. You can do that too. Like what kind of jewels? Is it platinum? Is it white gold? Is it 14 karat? Um, it just helps you to feel cherished and valued because you are. And there's so much about this world that tells us otherwise. And that affects our confidence. So your true identity is you're loved. You're known intimately by the creator of the heaven and earth. Now that sounds like a big tall order. How can the heaven, creator of heaven and earth know me? Well, do you ever, do you ever like walk around and you get an idea or do you ever walk around and someone's, someone's name pops into your mind, your heart? If you believe that Jesus is the son of God and accepted Christ as your savior, you're given the gift of the Holy spirit. There's your intimacy walking around inside you. 
you've got you've got the power of God. And so that's how intimate he is. So that's why in any moment when you're not feeling confident, you can actually ask him, <laughs> what do you think of this? Is there a lie that I'm that I, that I'm allowing to take over me right now? Um, and it comes from you knowing who you are and whose you are that you can actually encounter this intimacy. And then it's your superpower in overcoming any lack you have, and especially in your value. So when you feel low, like you're not enough, you can remember that these experiences and feelings, feelings do not define you. They are so fickle. We can recognize how we feel, but our feelings are not us. It's actually just feedback. Feelings are feedback. Like, oh, there's something here that needs my attention. And a feeling leads us into exploring that. But if we make our life and allow our confidence to be dictated by feelings alone, we are going to be reacting. We are going to be vulnerable to a lot of pain. It's just not wise. So just recognize that you can take authority over your thoughts and that feelings can be put in their proper place. Okay. I'm not saying feelings aren't valid, but we, I feel like sometimes we, we put them on us as part of our identity. I'm feeling depressed. Therefore I have depression. No, you're not depression. You're a beautiful, strong, vibrant, wise daughter of the king given authority over your, your the life in front of you you can have hard times but we're also not going to carry it around like a badge of honor and part of our identity that we carry and that we pass on to our future generations no 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 i'm starting to preach it now <laughs> so we can remember what's true and real and become very strong in the truth and in our authority decide. We can surround ourselves with things that will help us to feel nourished along and feeling better. That's how good our God is. Those are like gifts that he gives us. Here, let me comfort you with this physical thing. Let me comfort you with this. But let's not also forget his place in our hearts and 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 invite him into reminding us of our value and our purpose. And then also, I mean, gosh, when we realize how amazing we are and who we are and whose we are, then we realize, oh my gosh, I am here with a greater purpose than just these little things that are throwing me off my day. So that guy flipped me off the other day. I'm not going to let that interrupt with who I am and who I'm created for and the, and the purpose and the mission that I have today. So things kind of fall into a different perspective when we really are rooted in who we are in our identity. And one last thing on that, when you realize who you are and you're really getting really good at like identifying the lies that are not coming, like whenever you hear a lie, you're like, is this from God? No, it's not. Then why am I listening to it? I'm not listening to it. And I throw it away. When you get really good at that and you're surrounding yourself with joy and, and worship and things that support who you are and, and, and what you're creating. You also can become really sensitive to things that have typically triggered you. It could be someone's comments. It could be that guy that flipped me off. That really did happen last week, by the way. Some guy flipped me off right after church. Thankfully, he wasn't from my church or else we'd have a big problem here. But um, and I, it was amazing how I just kind of let that 
okay, well, let's pray for that man. I didn't let him totally derail my day. I've got, I've got purpose today. That guy does not know me. He does not know my identity. I will not give him um, that much power over me. That's me taking full authority. And the kids were with me and I was able to like talk it through with them. Oh, that man needs prayer. He doesn't know us. And the look on his face was just, oh my goodness, that poor man. Um, and I didn't even do anything to deserve it really, truly. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I was, I had the right away. <laughs> so anyway, um, but maybe, or maybe it's something going on at your job and you're listening to a lie about your job performance, or it could be a relationship. Sometimes for me, regret has um, a trigger for me. Um, like sometimes I'll make a choice and it doesn't end up being a choice that really ultimately supports my goals. Then I wrestle with regret. It's uncomfortable. And you know what I noticed too, is I often feel this regret when I'm out of a line, out of line with what God wants for me. Like if I listen to some music that is just not putting the right power over my brain, then I, I just have a restlessness after like, that wasn't fun. That, that did not make me feel better. So that pain of regret can actually be powerful too. I like, I like the idea of feeling regret and it's uncomfortable. And sometimes for me, that does contribute to a low dip, a dip in confidence. I regret that a little bit of blame and shame tries to enter in. But then what I do instead is I invite the Holy Spirit. I'm like, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do with this regret? Because it's, it's, it's kind of suffocating me. You know what he says every time? Redeem it. What did you learn from it? And the next time you're in this similar situation where you can make this choice, remember how painful it felt to do it. And then you just won't want to do it again. So that's where I feel like definitely don't want to attend, uh, entertain shame or blame because I feel like that's just from hell to torment us. But I do think that there is a redeeming quality, something redeeming about regret in our life that can actually be a really powerful way to shape our future habits and decisions. Um, so that's something I just want to share with you too. So restoration can come from regret and it can actually make us better. So I, I just look at that as really loving discipline um, for myself is the pain of regret. So anyway, I want you guys to know that, um, that your identity is, is special and unique. I want to invite you into asking the Holy Spirit how he sees you and write it down and just sit there and smile and feel loved and cherished and adored. And then from that place, that list, keep it in a place so you can draw from that and put it on your mirror in your bedroom. I mean, how do you see me today, Lord? And then write it down and, and read it over yourself and do the same for your kids. Speak identity over them. It, it, it just breaks off so many lies and it just multiplies, multiplies the confidence in ourselves and our children. So do you need someone who will support you in your confidence? Do you need someone to help point you towards God, especially when you're having a hard day? I'm here to be your cheerleader. I'm here to guide you towards that intimate, relationship that's available for you with the Holy Spirit. He lives in us, you guys. I think sometimes we forget that. So today, ask him what how he sees you. And if you need some help with that and what that will sound like, reach out today. Break Free Stories is created by Shannon Gleason, produced by Katie Casada, and edited by Ray Kruna. 
production assistance by Aaron Baldy. For more information, visit www.breakfreestories.com.